In May of this year, Salesforce rolled out a new version of Work.com, a product it had brought to market in 2012 aimed at the human resources sector. This time, Work.com has a vastly different focus. To get companies back up and running and employees back into the physical workplace. It's a response to the global pandemic that exploded across the globe beginning in January and that shut down virtually all non-essential businesses. In the wake of the COVID pandemic, many employers and their staff have made a surprising discovery. Companies can continue to operate efficiently through remote work. This has become so successful that large firms with expensive office lease payments are questioning why they need thousands of square feet of space when technology allows their employees to be just as effective, if not more so, from home. But here's the rub. Not every business or sector or industry can work remotely. Manufacturing facilities, for example, need warm bodies on the shop floor, on assembly lines, and in warehouses and distribution centers. Schools need to continue to be physical centers of learning, which means bringing students back into bricks and mortar facilities. Hello, I'm Chris Henry, and welcome to another episode of Ahead of the Curve, a podcast series produced by Gerund in cooperation with Salesforce. Getting people back to work, reopening businesses safely, and ensuring the ongoing well-being of staff are enormous challenges for business owners. The pandemic is showing no signs of going away, which means that returning to work could be a lot like navigating the streets of London during the Blitz. You just don't know where the bombs are going to fall next. That's where Work.com 2.0 comes in. One of the key components of the CRM-based platform includes a workplace command center that allows employers to monitor the health of their employees and streamline shift management at the same time. Another component involves contact tracing methodology, which we all know is critical to containing virus outbreaks and spikes. For public sector organizations, Salesforce has included modules to prioritize and mobilize emergency resources in response to any crisis. One of Jarrett's top product architects immediately recognized the potential of Work.com. Murti Chenobotla is the architect of DeepQuest, a proprietary Jarrett product for the travel and hospitality industry that's also based on the Salesforce CRM platform. I asked him to describe his reaction to Work.com. So, Chris, to be very honest, I think I was really, really excited uh, to see, you know, what Salesforce came up with. And uh, that was in such a short period of time. I think uh, uh, they were anticipating the organizations needed to reopen. And uh, looking at uh, purely from a business perspective, I think it seemed like a brilliant idea. It was kind of exciting as to how quickly they turned around and uh, looked at, you know, helping customers to come back and settle down in businesses. So I think that was my first reaction, very excited. What jumped out at you as a, as a real positive? The real positive was, I think, uh, in terms of the solutions that they had created, and it was uh, just about how it was laid out, right? So in terms of the visual presentation about employees, uh, different locations, the contact tracing in a graphical way. I mean, we are all so used to seeing contact tracing as a set of questions. But here you could actually visually look at, you know, what is happening as far as the contact tracing was concerned or what was the status of um, a given location anywhere across the globe or, you know, the number of employees 
uh, who could come back or versus, you know, who were sick or who were kind of quarantined. I mean, you could just quickly look at that in a very visual way, which is very appealing. When Murti and several others at Gerent designed DeepQuest, they wanted something that would help small travel companies compete with the online giants like Travelocity and Expedia. Murti took the existing Salesforce CRM platform and re-architected it so that it was useful for the travel and hospitality industry. Uh, for me, it comes very naturally. When I see something, I really appreciate something that has been you know, designed well. Um, but at the same time, I also see, um, I start putting it in, in a way as to how it could further help uh, the customer segment that we have. Right, so while we had uh, sales cloud, and um, I was always thinking about the cruise line industry, and in that sense, we were one of the very first organizations to think about transportation cloud. And probably, I think we were the ones who even introduced the term transportation cloud. So uh, with the pandemic, obviously, the transportation industry took a big hit, mm-hmm. and uh, we had to quickly rethink in terms of you know of what we had to do to, to stay relevant with our customers. And suddenly Salesforce comes up with work.com, right? So right when we were brainstorming and looking at how best do we utilize our time, how how best do we help our customers. And so the moment I saw that, um, I saw that there was an opportunity here to kind of quickly build something that was meaningful for customers to come back. Uh, Salesforce had built something, but you know there are opportunities given that you know we are into certain segments uh, where we could come back and help them. Jaren's extensions for Work.com focus on two areas critical to both economic and social well-being right now, manufacturing and education. Manufacturing represented less than 12% of U.S. GDP in 2019, a far cry from 1970, for example, when it was 24% of the economy. Much of that drop can be attributed to companies shifting production overseas. Murdy says much of that manufacturing is going to come back because the pandemic has exposed weaknesses in global supply chains. As a result, he took a broader view and began to design extensions that would help to ensure the long-term safety of employees in manufacturing facilities. First of all, as far as manufacturing is concerned, I think OP, our CEO, has also been uh, pretty aggressive to move into that space. And hats off to him for actually supporting some innovative ideas inside the organization. And when we look at manufacturing itself as a sector, right? So, I mean, it's changing across the globe. Uh, it is, in a way, very difficult to even read. Sometimes that even to import, we have, have to import medicines, uh, and you know because it's not manufactured inside the country. So there, there has been an increased dependency of manufacturing. And so the thought that came to me is that obviously, I mean, this is going to change, and manufacturing has to quickly, you know, come back to the U.S. We have to become uh, self-reliant. And not just the United States, I think that sentiment is going to grow across various countries. And when you talk about manufacturing, it also generates or quick jumpstarts the economy in that sense. So that came to my mind that it was going to be one of the first industries uh, to come back up and running. But it also actually brings a lot of challenges because you just cannot work from home in the manufacturing industry. So you have to bring people back, you have a shop floor, which means you have to pre-screen people, and uh, obviously people have households. Uh, so there are a lot of dependencies. What if a person falls sick? How do you quickly create, you know, some of the 
uh, backups for these employees. So these are the thoughts that came to my mind uh, when I was thinking about manufacturing. And uh, with that in mind, um, I started looking at what are the extensions that we can you know, look uh, beyond what Salesforce has built in work.com. So I started planning around that to start with. One of the most divisive and problematic aspects of the pandemic revolves around the reopening of schools. How and when to bring kids back safely. This includes foreign students who were studying in the U.S. when the pandemic struck and who headed home when colleges and universities shut down. Education is another area that Murty and his team tackled. Colleges and schools cannot continue to run uh, remote. I mean, you cannot have Zoom classes all along. Come fall, a lot of kids are going to go back to schools, colleges, and uh, we also have a lot of bright kids coming in from all over the globe uh, in the U.S., um, which means that you know we have to be a little more careful uh, than what we have been. Um, especially the pandemic has opened up eyes in a in a very big way. Education then fell right behind manufacturing, in the sense that you know you have to bring kids are going to go to school and then um, it's a few months and there's plenty of time actually to go and man, uh, to plan and implement it uh, immediately. When you're talking about schools, I was talking about uh, kids coming from not just various parts of the U.S., but also coming from various parts of the world. And we may have a set, uh, you know, rules or, you know, set guidelines as far as immunization is concerned. But there could be certain areas which we may not even know about. I mean, COVID-19 has taught us that, you know, there could be some viruses that we have never come across. But who knows? I mean, some of these viruses could be existing or something else could be existing somewhere and some other part of the world, and people may have uh, immunization for that. Right? So knowing now into a little more detail about uh, you know, what the potential students could be carrying with them or what their immunity is, and tracking that information inside uh, the database now is all the more important. You just cannot use that as a formality or a governing rule that, you know, this is part of your, this is an additional attachment. Now, this actually becomes a very, very key uh, aspect of, you know, inviting and uh, bringing students back into the campus. It's definitely a very challenging time in the sense that you cannot continue to educate students from home. You know, we do have the concept of homeschools. Uh, in large, when you also just go beyond education, people, kids have to network. Right? So if they, if they don't network, they do not create those bonds which go and help them in the future. And society cannot be working in isolation. Uh, the future society cannot be working in isolation. There has to be a harmony. So in that sense, we have to bring kids back to school, in my opinion. And bringing them back and keeping them safe and healthy, I think solutions and software like this would certainly go a long way. Within Work.com, Salesforce has created a number of health-related elements. Chief among them is contact tracing, one of the key weapons in fighting the spread of COVID-19. Jared has reinforced these health elements and in keeping with Murdy's long range thinking, has expanded them to include information from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. What we did was when we look at manufacturing and education. So one of the key primary things is obviously I touched upon as employee household. Uh, but then, you know, we also brought in a major extension, which is a CDC extension. So let's break it into the extensions that we built. One is obviously the employee extensions, uh, then the CDC extensions, and then we built the location extensions. 
So CDC extension is the only piece that's probably, uh, I think it could, we could call it um, module rather than extension. Because what we, uh, if you go to CDC's website, and you know, there's a lot of information there about the current issues or the upcoming uh, you know, areas of pandemics or outbreaks that you could see, uh, food outbreaks or you know, any other kind of issues that could be happening. And so the CDC integration uh, made a lot of sense to bring it to uh, work.com. And plus CDC also has guidelines, uh, employee workplace health strategies. So when I was doing my research and I saw this, uh, it also brought to my mind that, you know, how are we basically going to implement uh, some of these strategies inside the organizations, uh, given the situation or the current scenario where, you know, half of the workforce is very likely to work from home uh, for good. Uh, for example, my daughter just called me this morning and she said that her job has been, you know, converted into a full-time work-from-home job now. So in such a scenario, how do you... Um, measure and you know create programs for employees right so i mean again getting back to cbc strategies there are about 13 areas which includes you know alcohol and substance abuse uh, diabetes uh, breast cancer you know so on and so forth blood pressure depression when you are actually going to a workplace i mean you could have boot camps you could have friday lunch and learn sessions or you could invite some of your partners uh, so they could conduct you know camps and programs. But here, uh, now you have to start thinking about how do you create remote programs or how do you offer programs for an employee to anonymously call into a counselor, for example, right? And these are important for the well-being of an employee. And as we could see, the pandemic kind of quickly uh, deteriorated or brought down a lot of um, jobs and you know, created havoc as far as the economy is concerned. So then one of the thoughts that came to my mind was uh, so long it has been, you know, when you talk about HR or employee policies, it would start, it, would, it was classified as a hire to fire, right? But now we'll have to start thinking as a health to wealth. If the employee is healthy, it is actually going to generate, uh, you know, your top line or uh, the organizations are going to remain wealthy as well because good employees will bring in um, good work. And so with that in mind, I wanted to bring in a lot of those CDC strategies inside work.com. And there are a lot of surveys that CDC has, and I imported um, a lot of those surveys inside across these 13 categories that I touched upon um, earlier. And we started looking at how is an organization actually behaving as far as these uh, policies are concerned or these programs are concerned. And how compliant are we to CDC's health strategies across these 13 areas? And then organizations could pick and choose uh, depending on their industry and their workforce and design some of the programs in place. Uh, so interventions and uh, policy changes. So a lot of those things could be now um, uh, actually designed inside work.com itself, given the extension that we have built. And additionally, once you start implementing these programs, you also have to measure you know, whether they're being effective, whether they're being useful, and uh, what is the impact uh, of uh, implementing these programs. Obviously, I mean, it comes at a cost. So you also have to monitor the cost uh, of implementing these programs. So we kind of built this entire CDC extension uh, just to ensure that uh, it is not just the pandemic that we are looking at. It should go beyond the pandemic as well, and we should look at the well-being of the employees. 
However, Murthy has gone beyond just employees when it comes to monitoring health and well-being. He says that's just the first step, and Gerent's extensions around employees take a much broader approach. So we wanted to make sure that not just the employees, their households are also being monitored, not to invade into their privacies, but enough to know that our employees are safe because now we are kind of mixing uh, home and workplace. And in that sense, your co-workers are on a, on a Zoom conference, but then you also have extended workplace where your family is part of uh, your work now. So it could bring in a lot of challenges. So we designed employee extensions to measure that and you know mitigations around those uh, challenges. And for people who are coming back to work, uh, locations now will have its own challenges, right? So if you go back to manufacturing, the supply chain probably will have to be reinvented. Uh, you will be talking to a lot of vendors. Uh, you would be visiting a lot of conference rooms. You would be hosting people inside those conference rooms, which means you need a lot more uh, supplies in, to, to keep your place, uh, to sanitize your workplace. Uh, earlier, it could be just the restrooms where people were sanitizing, jotting it down on a piece of paper, saying that, you know, this is the time it was clean. But now it's, it's more challenging because there are workplaces where people go and sit, conference rooms, and extending it to the industry. If you look at schools or colleges, kids are just going to jump from one classroom to another classroom. And how do you keep these places safe and sanitized, right? So those are the thoughts uh, that brought him to create these extensions. These are certainly strange times and they are demanding um, new solutions. And I think what you've come up with is, is the means by which new strategies can be employed. Absolutely. I think, you know, it's in a way to showcase how can an organization be agile and stay ahead and think about you know, the challenges that their customers are likely to face. And not only just think about it, but also you know, quickly go around and motivate your employees in these challenging times to come back and build something that could be very useful to your employees. And I think that's the difference between an organization that is nimble, agile, and uh, you know, it's slightly ahead of its time uh, and make sure that you know, uh, the investments also are a challenge during these times when the economy is so uncertain and you don't know what's coming and still having to go and make those investments, I think we have to appreciate CEOs uh, who are actually thinking ahead and helping their customers in the process. The pandemic has resulted in greater attention being focused on the powerful tools that software technology can deploy. It's also focused the minds of people like Murdy Chinabotla and Gerent CEO Gopi Ramanini, among others, on how to take existing technology and reconfigure it to solve new problems. Scientists point to extreme patterns in climate change and an ever-increasing global population as factors that will likely trigger new pandemics in the future. Technology will continue to hold the key to creating new defenses against such an uncertain future. You've been listening to Ahead of the Curve, a podcast series produced by Gerent in conjunction with Salesforce. Our thanks to Gerent's product architect, Murti Chinabodla, for being our guest. Technical production for Ahead of the Curve comes from Dave Grine, head of the Acme Podcasting Company in Toronto. I'm Chris Henry. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you again. And in the meantime, stay safe.